2: Hard in the eruption, but I'm Pablo Torre, in for Wilbon for a third straight day. And, Tony, are you excited to have me back?
0: I'm Tony Kornheiser. It's Friday. Why not? You, you know what? I will been take working.
2: that. I will take that completely tapioca, tepid level of enthusiasm. It's an improvement. Yeah. Thank you.
0: No, it's been working. It, it's we made it to Friday. I've, I've yes! Been. Let's celebrate yeah. that.
2: Yeah. Just general replacement level. Welcome to PTI, level.
0: boys and girls. Wilbon has the day off. I'm joined once again by our great friend from the ESPN Daily and Debatable Podcast, Mr. Pablo Torre. Nice cheers. And we begin today with the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia between the 15 and 3 Eagles and the 15 and 4 San Francisco 49ers. Pablo, would you rather be the Niners or the Eagles heading into this game?
2: So Tony, my smart football friends who grind all of the tape and do all of the deep dive, numbery analysis, they like the Eagles in this. I like the Niners, Mm -hmm. and I say all of that because maybe it's because I relate to the notion of a fill-in who steps into a well-oiled machine and gets to pilot something that is not just about him and gets to profit from its success. But yeah, Brock Purdy and me, I kind of see what's happening here, and I like it. I think Brock Purdy's the biggest weakness for the Niners, but I like the weapons around him, Tony. Like, I just don't get how the Eagles' defense, as good as they are, can stop everything around Brock Purdy from George Kittle to Christian McCaffrey to Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, down the line. I just don't get how they stop them.
0: I love the sublimation in that. I love how you transferred (laughs) yourself into Brock Purdy. I just just love every bit of that. It's always about me. I was was on the 49ers three months ago, the day of the McCaffrey trade. I'm not getting off them now. But here is what worries me for them in this particular game. One is sort of minor. It's the flying across country and playing the game at 12 noon on your body clock. And maybe that's a little bit jarring. Purdy, obviously, is someone I worry about. He's a third-string rookie quarterback. No rookie has ever made it to the Super Bowl. I worry that the moment is too big, that the light is too bright. I worry a little bit. I shouldn't do this. I worry a little bit about the San Francisco defense in this regard, that Philadelphia has a running quarterback. Lots of chunk plays when Jalen Hurts yep. runs with the ball. Maybe, maybe they'll be the first team to overwhelm the 49ers' defense. And these are the things that I worry about. But then I step back and I say to myself, you know what, the 49ers are a more complete team. They really yeah. are. Their defense has proven it all year long. They Best allow the 16 points a game. They're more varied on offense. Um, and, and I don't, I don't want to say, and they by the way, the Eagles scored 29 points a game, which is really a lot, but San Francisco scores 27. That's awfully close. I don't want to say that Kyle Shanahan is a better coach than Nick Sirianni, because Nick Sirianni's record this year speaks for itself. But, and there's always a but, Kyle Shanahan has been to a Super Bowl as a coordinator, and he's been there as a head coach, and he may be more prepared for this particular moment.
2: Yeah, haunted by uh, 28-3. Kyle Shanahan is. That is something that I think forms his mentality probably. But, Tony, I just want to give credit to the Eagles here. I do think this is going to be a very close game. This is not an easy game to pick. I think the Eagles' offensive line, we're going to talk about offensive line throughout the weekend, their O-line is as unstoppable as any that I have seen and yeah, I, it, it sort of reminds me of a storyline in the AFC. Now let's move there because the Bengals in their O-line, they take on the Chiefs. And Joe Burrow, Tony, is 3-0 against the Chiefs, including last year's championship game in which the Bengals came back to win after going down 21-3. But Patrick Mahomes says the right ankle he sprained last week against Jacksonville now feels better than expected. So
0: do you give the edge to the Bengals or to the Chiefs? Okay, so you asked that question of 10 million football fans, and 10 million football fans say this Well, you got to tell me how his ankle is. I mean, yeah. every single consideration here boils down to how Patrick Mahomes' his ankle is. I had Jason Lockenfora on my podcast this morning, and he had this great phrase. He said, There's a Zapruder film. I just love the way he said that. There's a Zapruder film of, of Mahomes stepping down off a stage after an interview right. session yesterday. So the the question is pretty simple. What percentage is he going to be able to play at? And is that percentage going to be enough to bring Kansas City to, I believe, its third uh, Super Bowl in four years? But what if I told you, Pablo, that from where I'm sitting, Cincinnati is a better team than Kansas City, even if Patrick Mahomes is 100 percent? I know what happened last year. I understand Kansas City home game, up 21-3, as you said. And then Cincinnati scored 24 of the next 27 points and won that game. And last year, Kansas City had Tyreek Hill. They don't have him this year. And I think Cincinnati is better this year. And I think Jamar Chase is unstoppable against this team. Some brief statistics here. Three games, 25 catches, 417 yards, four touchdowns. I think the question should be, what is Kansas City going to do to stop Cincinnati, not the other way around?
2: Yeah, I'd like to sort of puzzle through the disrespect at play here because, on the one hand, we come into this, Tony. Like, I picked the Chiefs in every single one of those games that they lost to the Bengals because I believe right. in the mythology, the reality of Deus Ex Mahomes, right? From the heavens, he will be the greatest, most talented quarterback we've ever seen. I have been proven wrong each of those times, obviously. But now, just as I'm tempted to pay the Bengals their respects, I noticed the disrespect, the Burrowhead Stadium stuff that we talked about yesterday that Chris Jones, the past rusher for the Chiefs, who is really good, pointed out as he was leaving the podium just recently, muttered it almost as if to acknowledge, I cannot believe you people are doing this to us. You're underrating even a Patrick Mahomes who's banged up, but also, Tony, notably, was not listed on the injury report. I feel like the other thing, I mentioned the O-line too. I just think the Bengals O-line, as miraculous as the performance was, let's not mince words about the fact that they're still missing three starters. And I just don't think we can write that off as if it's solved right now, even for all the Chiefs' injury problems.
0: All of that is fair. What's also fair to point out is that Kansas City is 18th against the pass all year long, 18th. Joe Burrow's yeah. not the 18th best quarterback. He's quarter really good. He's better than that. The <laughs> most amazing thing about this game is our consumption with the betting line. Kansas City opened up as a favorite, minus two and a half. Then the ankle problems set in on people, and suddenly Cincinnati was a one and a half favorite. Now yep. it's down to Swinging. Kansas City, minus one at this point. I fully expect in those draft teams commercials that, um, that they wear boots on their right ankle. <laughs> you know What's Hart's right. first name? What's his John, first name? John. Yeah, Kevin Hart. That Kevin Hart will oh, do those sh- commercials with boots on his ankle. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. move now to the future of these conference championship games. Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated writes that it is inevitable that NFL owners will, quote, start talking seriously about moving the two conference championship games to neutral sites. The impetus for this discussion is the planning they went through to put a Kansas City-Buffalo championship game at a neutral site this year if need be. There's more money for the league in neutral side games, more control, because the site is known well in advance. Pablo, is the NFL smart to consider neutral side championship games going forward? Tony, at some point, and I nod, of course, to the, to the Don Almeyer
2: quote that you always point out in conversations like this, the answer to all your questions is money. Yes. The question I That's have right. now, though, That's right. is how much money does the NFL actually need? Right? Like, at some point, what you're doing is you're taking your product... And you are diluting it as an entertainment vehicle because you've covered Super Bowls. You've been to them. I have been to these games, too. They are the least electric atmospheres in the NFL postseason because it's not a home game for anyone. And the question is, we just learned, you know, one of the lessons, the many lessons of the pandemic, right? don't underrate the impact of human beings in stadiums who care about the games. And this just feels like a direction that you don't want to go in if you care about the product being as compelling as possible.
0: It's very hard for me to get behind this on any level. It's not like a college bowl game where the site has been determined for decades. It's not like the college football playoff where they don't have a tradition of home field, because that just started an hour and a half ago. (laughs) The tradition in the National Football League is when you get to the championship game, you get to host it because you've earned it. And if there's snow and cold out there, so be it. I mean, that's just something that has to happen. They already have, in the Super Bowl, a neutral site game. And as you point out, it's not a lot of fun. I mean, it's not, no. it's, it doesn't feel like a spontaneous, game. Which is shocking game. to normal now, people who have not been
2: there. They don't get it. But go there, and it's yep. like, it doesn't feel good. Yeah.
0: The other major sports, baseball, basketball, and hockey, go all the way down the line, lo- all the way down the line in the championship series, going home and home. I mean, that's, yep. that's what they do. And, and that's what we are used to I can make the case or I can try to make the case Pablo that weather is too much of a determinant in certain places like Green Bay and Buffalo in January mm. but Buffalo just lost they just had <laughs> snow at home and they at just home. lost and I believe Green Bay has lost twice at home in recent uh, championship game situations and they've got cold so I, you know keep it the way it is keep it yeah. the way it is people have earned Agreed. it let's take a break Coming up, how should the NBA feel if four players voted for Chet Holmgren to start the All-Star game? (laughs) And what's the word for how James Dolan has
2: been using facial recognition software, Tony, at Madison Square Garden?
0: Yeah, I mean, every opportunity like this to quote the late, great Don Ohlmeyer, that the answer to all your questions is money, you, you should use it. Because there's no yes. reason to do this except money.
2: Cuts to the core except of the entire thing. Like, I get it as a business practice. I just wonder, I think you guys have a lot, a lot of money already. Feels like maybe you just keep it fun for everyone else who's, you know, watching and attend.
1: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C dot
2: PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First,
0: Vegas has my vocabulary as a prohibitive underdog against Pablo's. I feel like Tommy (laughs) Paul going against Djokovic, but let's see how things play out. What's first? It's blank that four NBA players voted Chet Holmgren an all-star starter. It's disqualifying. I don't know if this is Mm. some sort of joke or it's some sort of protest. But Chet Holmgren hasn't played one minute this year. In fact, he has never played, never played one minute in the NBA. He was the number two overall draft pick last year, I think, by Oklahoma City. He's yep. in an exhibition game. He gets one of those Liz Frank uh, injuries, and they immediately declare him out for the year. So if you vote for him, whatever your agenda is, you should not be allowed to vote ever again <laughs> in this particular competition. I have been told that 330 different NBA players yeah, received record. at least one vote as an all-star, all-star starter. So let's just do the math for a second. There are 30 teams in a league. That means you're going 11 deep on a team to come up with a vote for one starter. I mean, really? I mean, that, that's just ridiculous. Players shouldn't have this vote. They're they're Play fast and loose with it. Whatever's going on. Take the vote away from them. Give it again to the media. Give it to the fans. But this is this is it's outrageous. Jokic is a two time MVP and he was left off 41 percent of the ballots. (laughs) Come on.
2: Well, Tony, this is why my word is anti-democratic, not undemocratic, anti-democratic, because it begs the question of disenfranchisement for the athletes who have been given now 25% of the determining votes in these all-star elections. It's now 50% fans, 25% players, 25% media. And it's, you know how the Kremlin likes to make the argument This is why you shouldn't give people the right to vote in America. This is like an op. It's like an op to take away the votes from players because it's ridiculous and you're right. As much as I don't want to be the media gas bag, navel gazing, take it seriously. I think the media at the very least does that more than the players at this point.
0: If you asked me what word I wouldn't think would come into a basketball argument, Kremlin would be very high on the list. What's (laughs) next? James Dolan's use of facial recognition software is blank. My word is dastardly. That's a pretty good word. Mm, Um, Dolan says he's only using this to keep out people who are suing him from watching the Knicks at Madison Square Garden, though God only knows why anybody would want to watch the Knicks. So he starts with people who are suing him, and then it becomes people he doesn't like. And then it Mm -hmm. becomes people who are critical of team. And ultimately, it becomes the delivery boy who gets the pizza wrong at the apartment. (laughs) The league has to step in and stop this. This is petty. It's mean. It's awful. It speaks to privilege. No, this could be a reason to actually make him sell a franchise. You cannot allow this technology to fall in the hands of a vindictive person.
2: Yes, my word for this is symptomatic, Tony, because I've said for years and years as a guy who grew up a Knicks fan, right, like all of the things we debate about the Knicks are symptoms of the disease. The disease is James Dolan. What he is afflicted with is an almost translucence in his skin. He is so thin-skinned to the point where he is anti-New York. We talked yesterday about how one of the things about a New York athlete, right, you take the criticism, you take the slings and the arrows in the spotlight. James Dolan is so ill fit for this city to the point where he wants to punish the people who want to go to Knicks games in spite of their dislike of Jim Dolan. And guess what? He'll have to ban literally everybody that I know because anybody who goes to Knicks games, they do it holding their nose, knowing that that guy and everything he's done, just look it up still gets to be in a position of tyrannical power.
0: No, listen. People say the Washington football owner is bad. The Knicks basketball owner is bad. It's bad. Yeah, look into him too, That's the final word. Let's take one last break, but still to come, did Mike LaFleur just get a better job than the one the Jets fired him from?
2: And will Novak Djokovic win the Australian Open and tie Rafa Nadal for the most majors in men's history?
0: So when I'm playing this game against you, it's like I get a 50-yard head start and a 100-yard dash, and for the first 30 (laughs) yards, I'm doing well. But then you pass me. Even with the staggered start, then you pass me. And yet, I look at the doctor's coat.
1: Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base.
0: Happy time, people. Happy 24th birthday, Kadarius Tony. After his 2020 season at Florida, where he caught 70 passes for 984 yards and 10 touchdowns, Tony was a first-round draft pick of the New York Football Giants in 2021. And that was the last Joe Judge team. Tony played in 10 games, caught 39 passes for 420 yards and no touchdowns. When Judge was fired and Brian Dayball was hired, there was a sense that Tony didn't quite fit he was traded to the chiefs in season this past october for two draft picks as kansas city continues to look for ways to replace tyree kill tony had 14 catches for 171 yards and two touchdowns and he has become the chief's top punt returner Yeah, he's one of those athletes, Tony, that you
2: watch and you watch him break the rookie receiving record for a single game with the Giants and then throw a punch in that same game. And you're like, okay, um, I have concerns, but he is just so deeply talented as a specimen, as an athlete, that you just figure he'll be around this league as long as that part still holds up.
0: Happy anniversary, UCLA. On this day, 50 years ago, the Bruins, led by Bill Walton's 16 points, 15 rebounds and 10 blocks beat notre dame in south bend 82 63 for their 61st consecutive win breaking san francisco's record set in 1956 with bill russell at center ucla ran that winning streak to 88 before notre dame ended it in south bend the next season to the great delight of irish coach digger phelps who was wearing a shamrock green carnation on his lapel in that 88 game streak ucla won three national championship games and had players like Walton, Jamal Wilkes, David Myers, Curtis Rowe, Sidney Wicks, and Henry Bibby. UCLA had the greatest dynasty.
2: Yeah, Bill Walton, the college years. Bill Walton getting bailed out the year after that streak, I believe, by John Wooden because he got arrested protesting the Vietnam War. I would watch a limited, well, more than a limited series, a multi-season arc just on that relationship alone.
0: And the melancholy trails to Billy Packer. The long-time and much-praised college basketball broadcaster died yesterday at age 82. From 1975 through 2008, first at NBC and then at CBS, Packer was a staple during the NCAA tournament. Packer was the son of a college basketball coach and a good college basketball player himself at Wake Forest. Packer took to TV easily and won an Emmy in 1993 for Outstanding Sports Personality. Packer worked with Dick Enberg at NBC and with Jim Nance at CBS. But the pairing of the Nuts and Bolts Packer with Al McGuire, the irreverent former coach of Marquette, produced the best TV booth in college basketball history.
2: Mm, Yeah, he's one of those guys, Tony, who says at the outset of a long career, I didn't mean to get into this. And then you look up 40 years later, he's the guy who was calling, you know, magic and bird, Indiana State, Michigan State, the highest rated game ever on top of every Final Four that still is sort of seared into my childhood memory and... Yeah, I'm just never going to forget the voice of Billy Packer.
0: He and McGuire were honestly, I mean, they were a revelation. Like the first time you saw him, you said, whoa, whoa, this is just so good. A couple of omissions. Travis Kelsey listed as questionable with a back injury, but was reportedly a full participant in practice. And the Mm, Mets signed National League batting champ Jeff McNeil a four-year, $50 million contract extension. Pablo, I would have thought with the money the Mets spend, he would get more than that. Yeah,
2: not as big. Uh 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 All
0: right, let's go to the big finish. Tua reportedly remains in concussion protocol, and he will not take part in next weekend's Pro Bowl (laughs) games. Your thoughts? They're
2: touch football games now. I just perfectly NFL. Of course, play the tackle. But not the, yeah, the touch games. Um, the Rams, Tony, they hired former Jets offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur as their OC. Does that make sense?
0: Well, McVay does all the offense, and McVay worked with LaFleur's brother, Matt LaFleur, now the coach of the Packers in both Washington and L.A. Novak yep. Djokovic goes for his 10th Australian Open title on Sunday. Do you like his chances?
2: How could you not? I mean, not everybody's Tommy Paul, but this is a man clearly without a rival with... Yeah, the guys he was competing against, most famously now, clearly, almost out of there completely. Yeah. But number nine, Kansas. At Kentucky tomorrow, will Kansas lose its fourth in a row?
0: I think so. Uh, Kentucky's on a four-game heater. You know, they can they can do a GoFundMe to get rid of Bill Self instead of Calvary. <laughs> Last one. Nuggets at Sixers tomorrow afternoon. Will the Sixers win their seventh straight? I trust the process, Tony. Still, I believe they will. We're out of time. We'll try to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser.
2: And I'm Pablo Torre. Thank you so much for watching. And please check out ESPN Daily and Debatable, wherever you get the good podcasts. And now, this is SportsCenter.
0: You're the Sixers guy, right? I mean, you've been a Sixers guy for a few I'm years, a right?
2: Priest of the process.